Good evening. Welcome to the Irish NFL show the night before St. Fitzpatrick's Day. Michael here, delighted to be joined with Colin. How's it going? Hi, Colin, how's it for What's the crack? Good. Uh, Von Miller is staying in Denver. That's always a good thing. It's the night before Paddy's Day. And we have a whole other uh, set of business to discuss. So, yeah, good. I mean, is, is there much news to discuss, sir? Is, is there anything to discuss? Yeah, just just a little bit. Just a little bit. Is, is there? I mean, is there much news to discuss tonight? I, I, I don't know. I mean, there, here's here's Brian. Now, Brian, obviously, Leonard Williams. We'll start off with you, mate. How's it going? Good. Good evening, gents. Yeah. Uh, took a while. Finally got there. I think it was inevitable that he was going to sign the contract. He wanted to stay. We wanted him to stay. But um, it certainly has derailed probably plans in which they probably had in place for the past 24 hours, 36 hours, because they haven't done a lot. And as the day has progressed, it's become very evident that until that day was done, Giants wouldn't be in the market to sign players. So thankfully, they got it done and they can start looking. They're bringing some players, a couple of players in, but nothing, nothing too high on the uh, high on the radar, shall we say, in terms of the, the bigger players that are available. What about the like the finances involved? There, sixty odd million isn't like twenty five guaranteed something they got there, or what's the finances there? Uh, sixty three million with forty five guaranteed. Um, I oh, suppose. Okay. Yeah, but I suppose the big the big thing, the key for the Giants was to get that cap down this year. So if you had a state on the tag. And they hadn't got a deal in place by tomorrow, tomorrow evening our time. They would have, he would have remained at ninety million for the year. So it's eleven million on the cap this year. So it's a, straight away it's an eight million reduction in terms of what they can put forward in terms of signing players. And they've, they've moved quickly into saving. I'm hoping it's not the only wide receiver that we signed, but they've signed John Ross. And uh, for those who don't remember, he's the guy that ran the fastest forty in NFL history in the 2017 Combine. <laughs> Looked a wide receiver, looked at an outside burner, but hasn't really delivered. He's had injury problems, but myself and Colin had a chat this evening, and we feel it's a it's a, it's a good pickup for, for two million. You know, it's a, it's a prove it's a prove opportunity for him. But I'm hoping that he isn't just, he isn't who we'll be relying on come September. Uh, basically, uh, Mark has got some technological problems. He is going to make his way in. Just got an email from him there now, so he'll be in in a few minutes when I get the opportunity to email him. Just while I email him, uh, gentlemen, uh, Brian, I'm just going to ask you again. Sorry, I know I'm, I'm ignoring Colin here, but Brian made a very big bull statement last night. Bud Dupree, just wondering how that went. Uh, well, look, my thought process behind that was the fact that Leonard Floyd has signed a a big contract with with the Rams, and it came out later on in the evening that the Giants were neck and neck, shall we say, with the Rams to to, to sign him. The Rams got to re-sign him in the end because the Giants backed off because it was a, a major contract. And having looked to bring in a linebacker to play alongside Blake Martinez, I felt they'd moved towards the Bud Dupree sweepstakes. But the deal was probably already in place, and Colin couldn't put fair points, in, I suppose, on the table also in terms of coming back from the ACL and would he be would he get the the deal in which he he's looking for? But he did in the end. He got forty five million deal over three to four years, sixteen million next year with the Titans. Titans took a punt on uh, Clowney last year. Didn't really work out. And once the defense played well, if he's the player in which we saw the four, six, seven weeks last season before the injury, he'll be a great a great acquisition for them. And even in the last half an hour, they've picked up Janaris uh, Janaris Jenkins, who was with the Saints cornerback and was with the Giants. Good experience player to bring in on the back of 
Lock and Butler being released. So they're obviously looking at the defences. Holes there that need to be filled. So I, I still think that Bud Dupree is a, is a really good pickup. It is. And before Mark comes in, uh, just before we bring Mark into the show, Colin, big day for the Broncos getting Von Miller over the line as well. Yeah, um, obviously as a Broncos fan, I'm delighted. I do wonder, because the talk was the Broncos were sniffing around uh, Leonard Floyd as well, but it became too expensive. If that if that deal hadn't gone to the price it, it had, could could we have seen a, a Von Millerless Broncos potentially? Um, but that's the way this thing these things go. I saw a piece last night where um, you know Drew Brees almost didn't end up at the Saints and was almost disappointed they weren't the, the first choice. He thought he had a deal in place um, to go to the Dolphins uh, way back when, and look how that turned out. So. Uh, you know, these really are sliding doors moments in free agency where, uh, you know, deals get done, somebody else ends up someplace else. And uh, as a result, somebody wins a Super Bowl and somebody else doesn't. And we've got a special guest tonight. Here he is. Good evening, James. I, I haven't spent as much money as that man spent in the last uh, couple of days, to be honest. Let's let, let's jump right in. Mark Hunter Henry, are, are the Patriots trying to ruin my year this year, or what's the plan? I mean, look, I mean, I, I, I'd rather the Patriots win the Super Bowl rather than win the first two days of free agency, but they, they're definitely winning the, uh, the the headline game for the first two days. said it yesterday when we were talking about Johnny Smith and the acquisitions there, it's like, Rate, I rate that acquisition, but you know, arguably Hunter Henry's a better tight end. Fast forward to, to the next day, and oh, we've signed Hunter Henry as well on a three-year deal. Um, as with all of these, exactly where the dollars go and exactly how it's broken down when it's not the agent presenting it will be key. Like, is it really a three-year deal? I mean, uh, or how much is guaranteed and how much is it broken down through? I think with Hunter Henry, in fairness, it seems pretty straight. But a number of these deals will still be um really more like one year prove it deals or two year prove it deals and stuff like that and not real money long term i think uh, uh andrew brandt who <clears throat> i think is fantastic about this stuff at this time of the year often talks about uh 2021 equals 2023 cap cuts uh, and he had a great line the other day about the geez i'm old enough to remember uh, way back when in 2020, when Carl Van Noy signed a four-year, 50 million deal in free agency, he's now a free agent again in 2021. So uh, let's, you know, we, we A, won't be too hasty, and B, certainly won't anoint the paint at the pat with anything, especially not when they don't really still have a solution at quarterback, in my view. But Christ knows, Belichick's trying to help him out. Uh, I joked today with Mark and... I think I put it on the roof, I can't recall, but, you know, I know you love a Deshaun Watson conversation, but the first thing I have to say I thought today was, maybe they won't go for that quarterback after all the draft. We had all these signings coming in. Effectively now, they really just need a quarterback to to manage it because they've got a lot of acquisitions in place and two new wide receivers, two tight ends, stretch out to play. Just the kind of quarterback can do that for them. Who's got the run option to Sean Watson. I wonder if they give up a lot of draft picks and go for broke on that and see what happens. Because... 
they are they are doing deals with the Texans. You know, they gave them cannon the other day. There is an open line there, especially with the GM now having come from the Patriots. Just like Mark's mind there, but it's just not against the rounds of possibility because Tyrod Taylor is signed for the Texans tonight. I mean, and Colin only discussed it in the last half an hour. Whilst he's the backup, he could he could effectively be the starter, and he's on a six million deal well, year one year deal. They're well, they're putting steps in place. You know what they're doing. Uh, are you talking about quarterbacks? We we ended last night with I think one of Brian O'Leary's last lines was about the you know Washington are looking around at Mitch Trubisky and it's looking really interesting and they they didn't end up with Mitch Trubisky but they did take uh, the standard one year flyer now on a man who has every opportunity for starting now for twenty eight percent of the NFL teams. I mean Josh McCown, <laughs> Vinny Testaverde, hold my beer. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Fitz Magic, is on to potentially start for his ninth NFL professional team, having signed a deal with the Washington football team. That is a story in itself. Uh, as somebody that wants my team to get a backup quarterback, somebody you can rely on that might come in week six, week seven, <laughs> week three, I'm fuming that Fitzpatrick's off the board. I'm also fuming that Andy Dalton is going to the Bears. <laughs> Like, Andy Dalton's going to be starting for the Bears. Jesus, what's going on there? Like, they went from yeah. Russell Wilson to Deshaun Watson to Andy Dalton. Yeah, um, if you're a Bears fan, um, well, it's par for the course because you just don't do quarterbacks. But you got your hopes up because the Russell Wilson thing seemed real. And apparently, by all accounts, they pushed pretty hard. But Seattle, given the, the cap situation, given the hit they were going to take, they decided, nope, they didn't want to do what the Eagles are doing and pay to have Russell Wilson play quarterback for somebody else. And he's going to stay there, um, at least for this season. That's going to be really interesting, I think, to see, are there any fences mended? Um, did Russell really want out? Did he want to say? I mean, Pete Carroll is stubborn enough to just say, no, tough luck. You're going to take another 40 sacks and I'm going to do what I want to do. And uh, let's let's see how that one plays out. But I, I can't imagine this is exactly what Russell Wilson would have wanted. He made an awful lot of noise, but he's not going anywhere. He's not going to sit out. He doesn't want to take the hit. But by all accounts, Deshaun Watson is going to force his way out, doesn't care what it's going to cost him, and is going to force the Texans. And I think that trade um, or to, the move to bring in Tyrod Taylor absolutely cements the fact you do not bring in that type of guy. We've seen it before. I mean, the, the talk was always uh, that famous line that when Gruden asked Tom Moore, why doesn't Peyton Manning's backup take any snaps? And he says, because of 18 go goes down, we're and we don't practice that so you you don't you don't when you have a, a franchise QB like that you don't bring in a guy you you bring in anybody who who's a, in semi-competent you don't bring in a backup like Tyrod Taylor they are there's going to be moves it might not be um this week as, as yet it might be close to the draft but Deshaun Watson will not be in Houston he won't just on the bear, yeah. Well, just on the bears, I've I've seen some of the social media feedback that's coming to Stephen was on air on air page and on numerous other ones, and I think they're really a bit harsh on the bears because they they have made the, like Adam Schefter confirmed in the last hour, who you have to say is a very reliable source. They pushed the boat out. They've tried to do a deal with, with Seattle. They've also pushed the boat out and tried to do a deal with the Texans. It's not happening. What do they do then? Do they wait for the draft? And then what happens then if they try to move up in the draft? Everybody's going to know they're after the quarterback. Now it's a bit of chicken and egg they've got a quarterback in if it doesn't work out in the draft dalton will start 
but it's not as straightforward then to think that the Bears are going to go for quarterback come the draft time. They may go for best player available when they when it hits them at 20. So I think it's a smart move. Dalton did okay last season when he came in for the Cowboys. Look, the Bears aren't going to win the division next year. So they've got to get someone in who you know you can certainly give him a show for a year if they do bring in a quarterback in the draft or they come back around again in 12 months' time and try to pursue another deal for, for Wilson. So for me, it's actually yeah. a smart move. Um, Mark, can I just say publicly, if Watson goes to New England, I'm out. I'm done. So you can... If, well, I mean, Michael, if Watson goes to New England, I might just dance around the house naked for a couple of weeks. I'll be, I'll be the happiest sound boy in the world. To be, to be really honest with you, that that would please be. Don't, please don't come on the show like that. Please well, don't come I mean, on the well, show like that. We'll keep it. We'll keep it neck up in terms of the the camera. It'll be fine. Um, but um, yeah, that's not happening. Unfortunately, I would, <laughs> I would dearly love that to happen. To be honest, but it's not happening. Even though, um. Obviously, Newton's deal is that it could just be good backup money, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that prefer uh, that uh, who are New England Patriot fans. But um, yeah, Andy Dalton. There used to be a great line by Bill Simmons, which uh, he signed off his uh, his um, columns when he wrote for ESPN as like the lesson, as always, is God hates Cleveland. When he was talking about the uh, the age-old story of Cleveland having uh, suffered uh, in all sports, but especially the Browns. Um, you might as well apply that to Bears fans and quarterbacks. Like, I mean, if you are a Bears fan, and we know a good few, obviously, who have been super excited about, you know, oh, maybe we get Watson, maybe we get these, and getting themselves almost worked up. When we had Jane Slater on, she talked about, well, there's always a possibility that Prescott might, you know, not sign the tender and then could become a technical free agent. And then the other teams will be in the mix. It was like, Oh, please don't say that out loud as well, because Bears fans would just add two and two and get 17 um, in relation to this. So um, to now be left with the red rocket, I do feel sorry for them there. And I do hope that they address the position in the draft and give themselves something more to look forward to. But as we saw with Mitch Trubitsky, and as we've seen since the inception of the draft and the Bears have ever drafted any player in history, They've never really properly addressed uh, the quarterback position correctly. Funny we're talking about quarterbacks, though, and about Wilson's name put and about the Seahawks. Seahawks haven't made a big splash in terms of acquisition during this free agency period, but they have lost an interesting player and certainly a really strong player in their secondary that they've leaned on quite a bit in Shaquille Griffin, who signed quite a large deal to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. There are many that point to his stats and say, You've had six interceptions in four seasons. That doesn't really set a screen lockdown, shutdown corner who's going to uh, uh, you know, be a difference maker. But he's been definitely the Seahawks' number one option there and a big picture acquisition by the Jags who have also purchased uh, a few more players during free agency as well. I mean, they're not quite the Patriots, but they've certainly been busy. Yeah, and they picked up Marvin Jones this evening who you wouldn't have thought would have been one of the wide receivers that was down the pecking order in terms of when he gets signed. But no, they've gone for him. Carlos Hyde signed late last night to running back who has familiarities with the Jags as well. So they got Harrison from the Bears, you know, who's a good quality defensive player. They are putting good players in place. You know, they're not going to be the slam dunk everything to be next season in terms of getting beaten every week. So I'm going to jump back to the Fitzpatrick team for a second. Sorry to go, I'll go back onto the quarterback. But I saw, you know, a quote tonight saying similar situation to the Bears 
Spats will come in there. It allows the Washington team to consider drafting a quarterback, if not to run with Fitzpatrick. The difference for this one is Fitzpatrick isn't getting paid back up money. He's getting paid ten million for the one year. So you'd have to expect he's going to be the he'll be the starting quarterback. Um, just on the the Bears and the despondency amongst Bears fans, um, the Bears have gone from forty to one to win Super Bowl to fifty to one to win the Super Bowl by bringing in Andy Dalton. That's what the market thinks of Andy Dalton. And just on uh, Fitzpatrick, yeah, if if you bring in, I I really wondered about bringing him to to Denver in terms of if you are try if you have a, a shaky QB, the. Fans are going to scream for Fitzpatrick, um, particularly now, you know, the interesting thing is Ryan Fitzpatrick became infinitely more interesting over the years as the beard grew, the legend grew, the myth grew. But what happens is Fitzpatrick comes in, as soon as your starting QB throws an interception or has a bad game, the crowd immediately bays for blood and wants uh, Fitzmagic to come in. He comes in as a relieving pitcher. He's great. But when he starts... I I wonder about uh, I think good news for the uh, the Giants um, and and given that the the Eagles are not going to do anything it really uh, I wonder um, whether you can really build around um, Fitz uh, Fitz Magic for the a long term for a season he's great when he comes in but uh, I think if you're the Cowboys or the Giants uh, you know all of a sudden your odds on winning that division I I think went up. So a lot there, there pressure there, mm-hmm. Brian. Uh, third year for your QB, he should be able to take the step up this year, right? Yeah, so if only it was that straightforward. It's a make or break year. But I actually agree with you, Colin. But I, I look at the Alex Smith situation last year, and their defense was so good last year in terms of top five. It's kind of a status quo in a sense. One year, you know, game management from Fitzpatrick, similar to Alex Smith to a certain extent. Obviously, he's a bit more exuberant in terms of he'll put his head in anywhere and he'll run for it. But by and large, you would expect game management, run that offense, let the defense do their thing, and we'll win games. But no, to the point, Daniel Jones, third year, we're in that kind of Sam Darnold scenario now where it's make or break time for for Jones. But if they don't put players around them, you can have the best quarterback, but if you don't have wide receivers and a good tight end and, and a good offensive line, quarterbacks yeah. going to get beat up. To, to Colm's point there, he turns from Fitzmagic, and we said it during the season, he turns from Fitzmagic into Picks Patrick um, very, very quickly. And we have St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Picks Patrick being picked is uh, obviously uh, good timing. Um, however, as I said, like he's going to set, I mean, he's already set a record for starting for eight of the teams, very likely to start for Washington, becomes ninth of the team. There are some players, you know, in free agency that are just unique no matter what. And Ryan Fitzpatrick and his background, obviously, is very unique. But there's another that actually got signed yesterday that we didn't touch on or kind of announced yesterday we should have touched on. Um, Kyle Shanahan seems to have an adoration, and obviously John Lynch, for people who have the same name as him. That is the only thing I can put down to the amount of money he has thrown at Carl Juszczyk, both in the past and now in his future re-upped deal. Um Look, the one way of defending the massive amounts of money, like fullbacks are going to bed dreaming of Carl Juszczyk money. Let's be fair about this. I mean, it's kind of like, a, you know, some kind of uh, imaginary dream for them. But um, the only way to defend it is he sees the importance of the fullback position. We alluded to before, everyone's looking for that X factor, the, way, the position or the role that makes the defense have to defend in a different way that therefore allows you to get a strategic advantage. For years, that's always been seen. One of the key difference makers is, of course, 
at the tight end position. And Bill Belichick, not only has he you know, made a big splash this year, but he knows tight ends. He knows Mark Bavaro. He had to um, scheme against um, uh, Ben France, uh, Francis, uh, Ross Francis for many years when he was defensive coordinator with the Giants. He obviously had Gronk and Hernandez. Uh, I shouldn't say his name out loud, but also drafted uh, Daniel Graham and Ben Watson before. So he knows about that and about the fact of, well, hey, you know, can a linebacker cover them or do you put a corner on them and then run the risk of being dominated in the run game? And Shanahan sees Ujak at the fullback position as that potential difference maker, splitting them out wide, doing lots of different things with him schematically and everything. But the amount of absolute money he throws on him, I just kind of keep looking at it going, who else would have given him that money? But fair play to him. He's, he's made a, a nice chunk of change out there in 49er land and will continue to do so. So um, Kyle loves Kyle there couple of comments in here uh, first off Luke Kelly saying Dalton to the Bears is an interesting move by them and as a Broncos fan where do we go now from a quarterback to push lock we'll try and touch on the Broncos maybe tomorrow night we'll talk about Von Miller at the start just obviously him agreeing to stay for another year uh, the boat is out on different players such as Philip Lindsay we'll come back to that at some point uh, some news that came out in the last hour boys Zach Ertz has now been, has now been permission has now been given permission to seek a trade with, from the Eagles any potential landing spots, Colin, that scream out to you at the minute? I I saw mention that it the Chiefs were supposed to be interested. Um, clearly, looking at what Bill Belichick is is doing and and saying, anything you can do, we can do better. So bring in the two tight ends there to play alongside Kelsey. Um, I mean, Ertz is a very good tight end. Um, I think he's got um, a lot more left in him maybe than, say, Kyle Rudolph from the, the Vikings. I think he would be a good addition wherever he goes. And look, having a, a tight end like Ertz, um, you know, really kind of gives you a huge uh, weapon. For the Eagles, this is kind of confirmation, I think, that they are really pressing full reset on on this and um this is they're doing maybe what the the patriots did last year um they let everything go they gotta eat all that cap on uh carson wentz um they gotta see what they have in jalen hurts um and this time next year we may we may well be looking at them as a team that are, are signing with uh, a new kind of bumper um, cap when when that gets set and the TV deals are in place. Um, but if you are an Eagles fan, um, what a what a fall uh, from lifting the, the Super Bowl to seeing that team fall apart and seeing yet another um, kind of fundamental part of winning it um, now uh, move on. I would love to see Zach Ertz. On my team, I think he's arguably on his day one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Not as good as Rob Gronkowski or Travis Kelsey, but he's a devil under that. There, I think it'd be very interesting to see where he ends up. Um, I can't think of where. I, I don't think he'll end up at a, at a contender. I think he, it'll be a situation where I think it's. I don't know why it's taken too long for him to actually happen. For example, whoever put that comment in, thanks very much as well, Brian. What do you think about Zacherts? I think there'll be a market for him, um, but I don't think the again. I think it's back to the situation with the, the Wednesday. And I don't think the Eagles will get what they're expecting, um, unless they get several teams in the market who wants to push a, a good third round pick or something. He's been linked to the Colts. That's more because of the Wentz situation. They've got three tight ends already: Ali Cox, Borton, Doyle. Between the three of them, they've had consistent seasons. So I don't see how who to be odd man out there in terms of to move 
to move when uh, sorry to move Zach Ertz in. So it's it's a difficult. It's, but I do think that like he's still like I agree with Colin. I think you get two or three years out, and I think teams like the Vikings who have just let Rudolph go could be interested. The 49ers actually might be better push. I know they've got Kittle, but you know he's the kind of player that could go in there and help them. I don't. I think there's a team that's on the periphery looking to get in the playoffs. I think he'll end up somewhere like that, who can just be the difference maker, has the experience, won a Super Bowl to help them kind of push on and have an improved season in, in comparison to last year. Um, go to the Pats, Zach. You know why not? Everyone else is going there. Everyone else. Everyone else plays Titans going there. Um, on a on a very serious um, note, actually. Um, the one thing about free agency, of course, as we say about desperation and we say about teams having to cover up mistakes, um, I'm definitely not letting Bill Belichick off the hook because of the Patriots, and it, it's worth noting, drafted two tight ends in 2020, Devin Azai and Dalton Keane. So their big splash on Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry is a drastic reflection of the fact that Bill Belichick, general manager, didn't draft well enough in 2020 so now he has to make these big splashy moves in free agency to hopefully account for that so um again sometimes when your team is making these good splashes or big splashes it's not a good sign for their roster construction overall uh, and there are a number of teams that stay quiet um during free agency so far and uh whilst some just don't have any cash to spend at all others have a more and can have a more measured approach uh to building up their their roster for you know, start of September. It's a long way away still, guys. Um, Marvin Jones going to the Jaguars today. I see Neil Reynolds tweeting about seeing Marvin Jones get the catch in the pass from Trevor Lawrence at Wembley and sort of admitting that uh, it might be a long way off. But who who knows what will happen in that sense? Jags making. I was talking to Jeff Ryan about this. Making making these moves that are almost under the radar. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Yeah, well, they were very quiet on day one, given the amount of money that they have available. And uh, certainly the response from Jags fans was, um, you know, this is, you know, why, why aren't we making moves? We have all the cap space. Um, uh, but they they obviously have changed that around today. So uh, we've gone from, you know, the, the team isn't going anywhere to uh, which route is the Super Bowl parade going to take. Um, and that's the the beauty of free agency. The, the beauty of the, the NFL is that it can all kind of change in a heartbeat. And that's why fans are fans. Um, look, you have to have um, guys that uh, can catch the ball from Trevor Lawrence when he, uh, when he is starting down there. Um, and they have some weapons, so bringing in somebody um, like Marvin Jones is a, a very sensible option. Obviously, a guy uh, with experience, and um, you know that's that's what they're going to need. You need that blend of youth and experience. But they have a lot of money, so uh, it might well be that it kind of in the second and third wave of free agency, they will also look because again, in the same way that we were just talking about Earths and Earths on the move, now there will be plenty of others who will also. Um, be caught or be up for trade in, over the coming days. Um, so we are we're only at the beginning of this. I mean, free agency ha hasn't even officially started. That's the interesting thing with all of this. We are just at the, the still at day two of legal tampering. Can't wait to tomorrow in that sense. Uh, Bud Dupree, a guy that we all thought Mark would go to the Giants after. Brian's uh, revelation last night ended up the Titans. Were you surprised about move? 
Um, if, for me, um, yes and no. I mean, the Titans need a lot of help on defense. Um, let's be clear. I mean, they, they went from two seasons ago having a very um, dominant defense and run uh, run attack kind of being their calling cards this season having a completely porous defense. And, of course, they put up an exciting attack. Um, um, Tannehill obviously came through and made some clutch throws and showed the development, the capability he had that he never really demonstrated in, in Miami enough. Um, and Derrick Henry has just been the most um, awesome running back in uh, American football for the last couple of years. Um, but on defense, they were diabolical. They could not stop anything. So they need to make some serious changes. I expect to see them heavily address the position in the draft as well. Am I surprised to see um, Bud Dupree being one of their highlights? Well, yes and no. He is one of the, the key talents they have, but they have to upgrade so many layers of their position, uh, of, of their um, defense. Um, I'm a tiny bit surprised, but the money's big. I mean, the money is good for Bud Dupree. Um don't have it in front of me at the moment, but I think it's a, it's announced as an 85 million deal or a massive deal, but only about 32 guaranteed um, over five years. It's a long contract, and etc. Again, wait till we see the detail. But the guarantee commitment is big. Um, good for him. He was going to get paid. It clearly, wasn't going to be in Pittsburgh. Um, uh, but you know, some done and a lot more to do for the Titans on the defensive side. Offense, you seen guys, you got it lined up. But defense, my God. Um, that needs an overhaul. Yeah, I kind of touched on from Mark came in. Um, yeah, I made that bold statement. I thought the Giants would go from because they were in on Leonard Floyd and it didn't work out. So I thought they'd revert back to the Bud Dupree. But again, Colin made the point. Would he, you know, we'll see what comes out of the ACL injury. But I still felt he was going to get paid. And yeah, Titans have serious holes. Uh, Jack Rabbit signed in the last hour for them, who's experienced quarterback. He can go in and help the defense there. So, yeah, I, and I agree, you know, come draft time, predominantly on defence, they've got the offence in place there to, you know, we've seen it last year in terms of how, how many points they're putting up on, in games. Even when, and, and there were, it was the offence that were winning them games because there was average points of 27 to 24 points per game and their defence was, was just setting in too many points. And, uh, you know, that's really what was the detriment in the end because the Ravens managed to do a number on that defence in that playoff game. And prior to his injury... Dupree had what well, I think it was a really good record. Eight sacks in eleven games. Obviously, the SCL set him back, so it'll be interesting to see how he comes back from that in that period of time. Uh, another guy that uh, well got an extension yesterday, Michael Davis, said of the Chargers, even though there was a lot of rumours that he might have had bigger offers elsewhere. Colin, that would make you think he believes in this team. He believes in his young quarterback. And another big move for the Chargers that clearly are going places with Herbert at quarterback. Look, the issue for the Chargers has over the last few years, one was probably the, the head coach, I don't think was at the level that you'd want. I think he's a, a good coordinator, but taking the jump from being a good coordinator to um, a, a head coach in the NFL is is a really difficult um, job. And we've seen time and again, guys who are outstanding as coordinators um, find it difficult to, to make that jump and... Um, I think that was that was the case. He may learn, he may come back. That can happen as well. But the the Chargers also have suffered like horrific injuries and crazy injuries from Tyrod Taylor last year, uh, which is how they ended up with, with Herbert. But so many kind of um, freak injuries, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. 
so uh, the fact that he's staying there, I think they have a, a good young group. The fact that they have um, the a, a defensive-minded coach, but one who's obviously highly thought of at, at what he did with the Rams was pretty exceptional last year. Now nobody knows again how he'll make the transition, but I can imagine if you're a defensive guy, you've got you've got Herbert, so you know you're set at QB. And you might be quite excited. Maybe your conversations with the, the head coach have been that he plans to, to to use you in really interesting ways. So you decide better the devil you know than making maybe an extra million but not being sure. And maybe he said to you, look, I'm going to build around you. I, I, I'm confident that I can keep you here for three years. You go to another team, sure, you might get an extra 800000 up front year one. But they're saying to you, well, this is a prove-it deal and... Who, know, who knows where you'll end up in two years. So um, I, I'm really interested to see what the Chargers can do. We talked about yesterday, they brought in, um, you know, help on the, the O-line. Um, Herbert in year two, I mean, if, in, if he can take a, another step up, given what he did last year, they could be serious contenders. And if you're going to have to duel it out with the Chiefs for that AFC West, Right now, they seem best place because the Raiders, we haven't mentioned the Raiders. The Raiders are a mess. What is going on in Vegas? Because there is no O-line there. They're cutting guys, um, and it's costing them money. Um, really, it, it doesn't make a, a great deal of sense. I, you know, If you're a Raiders fan, um, again, there's been all the talk of maybe they'll be in on looking for a QB, but now Carr is coming back. Um, you know, you, you've seen... Um, your your receiver who did well last year whether he did 13 million a year well uh, i don't know mark they're gonna you're gonna find that out but you saw a receiver who did well for you leave um you now seen another o-line guy leave um i if you're if if i'm with the chargers and i'm looking at because the other offer was with the broncos um i can understand why he unless you were getting a, a great deal more i get why he made that decision i don't i don't so Bear in mind, and he's going to be well aware of this, and he's conscious of the fact that they lost six games in really unfortunate circumstances towards during the season. You know, they were, they were finding ways to lose games, and a lot of that came down to very incompetent play calling at times, in, in particular, uh, with the head coach taking over, you know, the play calling, and they still managed to throw away games. And probably looking at that saying, you know, this team isn't as far off as it, as it may seem, and, you know, gradual improvements coming in, experienced players, such as Lindsay, the offensive, sorry, the centre, and what's, who's, who's to know what they're going to do in the draft? They're already been mute that they're going to take Rashawn Slater, um, second-best offensive line guy in the draft. So, you know, they're literally looking to give Herbert as much protection and help as possible because they do have weapons on the offense. So it's a smart move, in my opinion. I think the Chargers um, are slowly building something there. But to Connell's point, when you're up against the Chiefs, it's always going to be very difficult. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say about another man called Davis who ever got some money, which was Corey Davis, of course. Um, he's down for 37.5 million, 27 of which I believe is guaranteed going to the Jets on a three-year deal. Because we, again, we mentioned the Titans, obviously their offense worked, but they have lost a key part of it there. Um, cause he definitely probably has never deserved the fifth, uh, overall pick. He hasn't been deserving of the, the draft capital they spent on him, uh, originally the fifth overall pick, but, um, has been a very, uh, two seasons. And uh, the Jets spending big money there. They've a lot to improve upon in their wide receiver core, of course. They still also need to figure out who exactly they're going to rely upon to throw these people the ball to in due course. But 
you know, Michael, I think one of the most interesting things today has also been like, yeah, there's another big wide receiver off the list, but it's the big guys who have been getting the money, especially upon the D line. I know you alluded to start the show to Vaughn, but really the big chunky D tackles uh, along the ball, whether it's the massive money that Leonard Williams got, or whether it's some of the, you know, the 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 other quality players that are up for grabs, especially some of the pass rushers and uh, Hendrickson from the Saints, and otherwise that's been a part of the story today, certainly. Yeah, and obviously seeing uh, the Jets getting Carl Lawson from the Bengals, yeah, big move for them. Uh, just, just while it's in my head, boys, I know you've mentioned four or five names there as well. Was I dreaming that I seen Richard Sherman's been linked with the Saints? That's, that's, that's in play, all right, yeah, yeah. Is there another Celtic Tiger situation going on over there, or, or where to find the cap space for that? And uh, Janoris Jenkins went to the Titans in the last twenty-eight minutes since we've come on. We haven't really spoke with the, we haven't really spoke with the Jets, and in fairness to the Jets, the Davis wide receiver is a good sign. Carl Lawson was really good for the Bengals last year, and they brought in another first-round pick, a former first-round pick from the Lions, Davis, who was underrated, got a few injuries when he plays, can be disruptive, so. They just have done okay so far, and they've still got a few quid to spend. So, um, it's that quarterback situation is the is the you know it's the big question. But you know, by and large, they've done okay so far. I they they'll move on from Sam Darnold. I I I don't see how they how they can't given that he needs rehabilitation, given that he's already three years in. I mean, the most you're getting him on a rookie deal is another two years, and, and the fifth the fifth year costs you money. So they have to they have to move on whether whether that is Deshaun Watson um, or whether that is the the draft remains to be seen but I think um, if you're a new head coach are you really gonna just say and you're looking to build I get I, I have to test uh, Sam Darnold and this is the last year I really get him cheap or are you gonna say I bring in a proven guy or I go to the, the draft and I get four years to to see what I can do the difficulty on the Sam Darnold column is all the teams he's been linked with are filling up the positions, you know. Like, the Bears aren't going to trade for him now. Washington aren't going to trade for him now. 14 Oilers have been linked for him this week. I'd be surprised if they went for him. And the, the type of teams that you felt he would potentially go in there and have an opportunity to start. And I know you you keep referring to this priority that you're sending these quarterbacks to for the rehabilitation and, you know, they're going to be checked in and all, but... I felt that he would get an opportunity somewhere else. But the difficulty now is teams are dropping off the board. So who is gonna who is gonna offer that pick? I think the Jets should have done the deal sooner. I know it gives their hand away in terms of what they want to do come draft night. But what's gonna happen in the draft night? It's gonna be a similar scenario to Josh Rosen a couple of years ago. They'll pick Zach Wilson at number two, declare that now before we even do our live show. And then come the second night, they'll be scrambling around hoping someone chose them a second round pick and they won't get that second round pick. They'll end up with a third. Where if they went with it now. Or over the past few weeks, leap before free agency, I think they would have got a better pick than what's going to end up with. But they're they've got a lot of picks, so maybe that isn't the concern for them. Maybe it's just getting them off the books. The, the Sean Watson's agent is still hunting down everyone in New York, Miami, and San Francisco, and saying, "Don't worry about it. You send Donald back. I'll go over this way. It'll be fine." Um, so that maybe maybe they're still holding out for a hero, um, as Bonnie Tyler used to do and hoping that that's ultimately going to come through in due course. Um, the uh, other thing um, we, were, we were talking about on Lawson and Hendrickson as well, some people will wonder, and I, I saw a great breakdown of this, is that, well, 
you know, Lawson had about eight and a half sacks last year, kind of a bit of breakout. Well, why didn't the Bengals just hold on to him? Why did they pick up Hendrickson in free agency? And we talked a lot the other day about kind of roster philosophy and, and you know, con contracts construction, or not a lot, but we touched on it about voidable contracts, option years, different ways in which different teams do things. The Bengals have always done free agency and second contracts in a very particular way. They do not like in any way, shape, or form, and they've done this with Andy Dawn, they've done this with AJ Green, they've done it across the board, giving signing bonuses. They want their free agents to accept a greater amount of guaranteed money in different years, etc., but not on the basis of a signing bonus because then it prorates the cap hit, and therefore they want to minimize the potential impact and cap hit and give themselves greater flexibility in later years. You can look at the Bengals' playoff record and potentially suggest that hasn't been very successful, and maybe you want to change your philosophy in some respects. But they are very committed to that. And I almost guarantee that when you look at the ultimate breakdown of Lawson's deal, that he is getting some additional guaranteed money in later years. In fact, sorry, they don't even like guaranteed money in subsequent years, to be honest with you. They try and give it all in the first year. Um, that he's going to get a bigger guaranteed money hit in later years, whereas Hendrickson's on a two-year deal, probably the second year is unguaranteed, but with a bigger upfront payment at 20 mil. Um, in terms of the split. So it comes back a little bit to philosophy and the way the 32 teams play the same game with slightly different competing strategies as how to get there. The Hendrickson was 20 million year one, 12 million year two. Yeah. And I well, guarantee you zero is guaranteed in year two. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Brian mentioned Sam Darnold and, and the 49ers. One rumor um is that um you know and this is one of those off the wall who knows but that we all know billy b never wanted jimmy g to leave could uh could he bring could he bring him back could he bring him back to to now now he's got the weapons and say this is what i could have done and that therefore that opens it up for sam darnold to go to the 49ers what about trubisky there's a lot of rumors doing <laughs> around that trubisky could go to san fran as a backup a lot of rumors doing around and going on rumors we haven't addressed this to market obj tweeting cryptic tweets patrick chung tweeting cryptic tweets it might be a very good st patrick's day it was a very bad st patrick's day for patriots fans last year but um it could be a very good st patrick's day I, this year, I, I assumed i assumed the odell beckham one when he says the second act means he's referring to his return to the giants yeah or his retirement movie be nice no too soon I think what's wrong with Odell Beckham is nobody, this sounds very harsh, nobody cares about him anymore in the, sen in the sense that he's not in the news. He's coming back from his injury. He was, I don't know if you saw the video there about a fortnight ago. He was putting videos out of his rehabilitation. Fans will look at that for about 10 seconds ago. That's great for you. because that's next week. That's far more exciting. So he's just lost. He's, lost. <laughs> he's, he's living with Vaughn Miller at the minute in Denver. That's so is he? Yeah, that's that's uh, brilliant. <laughs> to rehab potential in that sense. Uh, obviously, Vaughn got hit over the line today. It'll be interesting to see what he does. His last tweet said, "God, thank you for clarity." There was a comment there. Just I don't want to ignore it. Um, Chris Herndon's uh, tight end for the Jets value to increase. What do you think? Any opinions on the Jets, boys? Zach Ertz might be a play. Zach Ertz actually might be one for the Jets. That's not it. I think Tim Patrick could be one as well for the Jets or the Giants. Don't know why. 
just think he could be a potential suitor. 3.3 million, a bargain, potentially, with a second yeah. round pick. So, no, like, Owen, Owen made that comment, has a good point there, because, of course, with the Pets sucking up the top of the market and raising the overall average per year value for the tight ends, some, you know, lower names on the totem pole, you know, um, are going to be more exciting and interesting for people who are tight end, uh, you know, have tight end needs. Um, it's not an amazing draft for tight end, seems to be the general consensus that I, I've seen. I won't say I've delved into the draft in detail just yet, but it doesn't seem to be as rich as people would like. So someone like the Tim Patrick's, the, the you know, not the Tim Patrick's necessarily, but the Chris Hender, Herndons, et cetera, are going to be um, more attractive and definitely probably more costly than people might uh, expect in that regard. Um, another one, guys, I mean, because we haven't touched on our Vikings, um, friends, um, and the Vikes, you know, they uh, they practiced to deceive last season. They certainly didn't turn up the way in which everybody expected. They're still very much uh, locked in and committed to Kirk Cousins. They're a quarterback and have a lot of good players, especially in the skill positions. Um, but the Purple Eaters and the defense did not perform as well as they would like. They've taken steps already to try and address that, picking up uh, Tomlinson uh, on a two-year deal, which, uh, again, D-line people getting paid, D-line people making their money uh, uh, along the way, um, been a big day for it. But, it's a, you know, I think it's a smart bit of business for them. I really ranked him. I'd have been keen to see him go to my, the, my Patriots, but I'm, I suppose I'm just being greedy now at this stage. But, uh, you know, Brian, I wonder what you think about that one as well. Delvin Tom Thompson has been really good for the Giants. Second round pick, uh, very underrated, and he was always going to fall out because of Williams getting paid. He was looking for in the region of ten million. I think he's getting eleven and a half. So he was always going to be the odd man out there. Five or six years ago, similar situation with the Giants. Lindell Joseph went to the Vikings. He was a, he was our second round pick then. Turned out to be an all pro player, pro bowl for the Vikings, consistent player on their defensive line. All the Giants fans are saying, you know, it's like. Here we go again, same scenario. He's going to go on to be a really good player. And uh, I'm surprised other teams weren't in for him, but it seems like he made his decision very quickly to get paid and move on. Colin, who have you got for us on Kareem Jackson's situation? Obviously, a situation brewing very heavily, uh, and with links to Deshaun Watson as well. Well, I think maybe more links to Deshaun Watson than uh, than he would um, that he would like you to believe. Certainly, um, the Green Jackson one is is interesting. Obviously, look a big hitting safety certainly, but um, was occasionally suspect in coverage. Um, came to Denver, missed missed games because of a DUI. Um, caused AJ Boyer to miss part of the season last year by taking out his own guy, um, and then went and basically openly flirted with Sean Watson. Um, I, and undermined his own QB. We saw Dalton Reisner on uh, with Jeff Reinbold last year, basically uh, saying he was ready to go into the octagon and take on Kareem Jackson. Um, didn't name him, but said he was happy to take on anyone who was questioning his QB. So uh, that would have made for a very interesting locker room. The Broncos decided to move on. I have no doubt there will be a market for Kareem Jackson. He is a tone setter. Um, when he when he's on it, um, he showed when he the game when he went back to Houston was one of the best games I've seen from a safety in the league in a long time. He was brilliant that day. Um, it's keeping him focused. Um, it's having a guy beside him. The Broncos couldn't afford it with uh, Justin Simmons. Um, the other thing about just the Justin Simmons piece and links a little bit to Dak and to Bud Dupree, 
same agent, he's now got two of his guys paid and paid big because that budget pre contract is enormous. Um, you know, for a guy, I think there are some question question marks over. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Simmons ends up setting the market for for safeties. But look, somebody's going to get Kareem Jackson. They're going to get a, a big hitter, and if they play the Broncos uh, over the next couple of years, expect Jerry Judy to take quite the thumping. Comment there from Hugh as well. Not sure if you've discussed Tyrod the Texans with the Watson saga. Tyrod is a decent fit to start. Uh, or sorry, do you think Tyrod is a decent fit to start? Always like Tyrod. I did too until he had his, was it a lung puncture? And uh, was done out for... Good yeah. as him getting another chance. Yeah, we discussed it earlier in the show. Um, I think it makes sense. I think the Texans are covering themselves in, in the scenario where if they have to run with him as quarterback, you know, he could he could lead the offense. Um and we wouldn't expect too much of him in terms of the expectations of the Texans team. But again, it's all around what happens with Sean Watson. But it is also the scenario that if they trade to the Jets or they trade to Miami, that they might try to get a quarterback back in that deal. And he would quickly be back on the bench. For, for me, he's he's the third plan. Obviously, Sean's the force. Try to get a quarterback in a trade. If not, or else run with Tyrell Taylor. That would be my opinion on that one. Brian is spot on. Okay, fair enough. Um, I was waiting for your next point. Sorry, Brian. A quick one, actually, intriguing one. Kenny Galladay. Nothing, nothing has taken place. Um, the feedback coming out now is that he only played five games last year, and his expectations of why he should be paid for a wide receiver who's only played five games last year is way too, way too much in terms of the valuation his agent has put on him. And you've seen it now. Like, okay, we still haven't seen Juju Shoes to go off the board, but. Jones has gone to the Jags. Davis has gone to gone to Jets. They've both been reasonably well paid, and yet Galladay, who everybody thought was the, by far the best wide receiver in free agency, once Robinson got tagged, is still out there. So um, it seems to be uh, if you read speculation, if the Jags were in, they seem to be off the board now. Miami or the Giants, as you said last night. Lovely. Lovely. Boys, mm-hmm. as Mark has a little sneeze. Maybe tomorrow morning. Maybe tomorrow morning he'll, he'll, or during the night we'll, we'll get that's some uh, During the night, Gullaby to Pats. Calling it. Calling it. Just move the whole country to Pats. It's Paddy's after all tomorrow. I, I, I would have thought that until they signed two other wide receivers last night, but then they signed another tight end today. Exactly, so, Warren. Exactly. Keep loading them up. Keep loading them up. Look, tomorrow is the anniversary. So, I'm excited. Excited, big day for Brady. Uh, before we go tonight, gentlemen, just a reminder to everybody, just for first off, we're we're back on tomorrow night, 10 o'clock on Facebook, on Ponder Arena Facebook, and on Twitter as well. Podcast up shortly after. Um, we've got merch, and there's a special code going out tomorrow for a discount, irishnflshow.com, where you can buy loads of stuff apart from this lovely hat. And also, just to finish off, boys, as we done last night, rumours a rumour each or a prediction each ahead of the next day of free agency or of legal tampering or illegal tampering, whatever it's called these days. My prediction today is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster goes to the Cardinals or the Ravens in the next 24 hours. Colin, what do you reckon? 
it's not a prediction it's a plea it's a plea to free alan robinson because my god having to play with andy dalton <laughs> there is nobody more deserving of an escape uh, route than alan robinson i might need to start wearing a free alan robinson t-shirt uh, he doesn't deserve it he he should be the guy um who should be setting the market for wide receivers he is far and above um kenny Galladay. um he would have a market it's totally unfair um, that he has been tagged. I want to see Alan Robinson play with a decent quarterback and not with Andy Dalton. Sorry, Bears fans. Why would you go next, Mark? Um, he wants Galladay to the Pats. I didn't think we had a hope of getting Galladay because the top day, it'd be too expensive. But as the last two days have unfolded, I'm starting to think it's more of an opportunity now. So Galladay to the Giants, and then we'll be singing Madonna's Galladay song tomorrow morning. Golladay. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I like it. Um, yeah, Golladay to the past. No, I, I'm not serious about that. Um, my prediction is actually now we'll start hearing about some of the necessary cuts and things. And the Patriots are a prime example of this. I keep saying I think Patrick Chung's gone, to be honest with you. Um, I think Stephen Gilmore is definitely on the trading block. And when, with all the cap space the Pats have had and done anything to try to appease him. Um, Adam so, as well. Sorry, was that Edelman? Edelman um, I, I can't face that at the moment, Michael. Not, not Edelman. I literally have ten Pats jerseys at the moment. They're all of former players. Like Will Falk's in there, Moss is in there, Gronk is in there. There's a couple of Brady's. I've they gave away common this weekend. Then. I have two Edelman jerseys, including one sign. He's literally the last player on the Pats uh, that I have the jersey of at the moment. Um, no, I, 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 yes, he's a 32, 33 year old. Wide receiver coming off a major injury, highly possible, but I would hurt me so deeply. Um, but but there will be some big uh, moves in terms of play, people letting people go. Um, maybe it's not this week because we're in the fun of free agency, but in terms of starting to line up or who the cuts are going to be, it's going to come short, sharp, and shocking. Um, the Patriots, if you think about it, with the eight free agents they've signed plus Cam the other week, Plus, let's say conservatively seven rookies making the squad, which is probably very conservative um, if you consider the record and undrafted free agents and stuff. That's 16 players locked and loaded. That's 30% of your 53-man squad. Like You start getting to a point where with the numbers and the exciting as it looks and everything, there is a lot of players and some big names that won't make that. Um, and for other teams as well, obviously, with the changes they have made or they've adjusted, um, there are some big names and big players that will no longer fit in under the market and under the plan that they have there. So what I can say, though, is it's going to be fun. We, you know, Monday was exciting and full of life. Tuesday has not let us down. Jesus, when it actually all opens tomorrow, um, who knows what Patrick's Day will bring. Um, we got rid of all the snakes, but we certainly haven't got rid of all the excitement from NFL's free agency week here on the Irish NFL show. So lots more to come for the rest of the week. Yes, indeed. What a what an opening couple of days, and we will be back again same time tomorrow night. Uh, it'll it'll be been Patrick's day, so you know Brian will have been able to get up even earlier. It's going to be like Chris, <laughs> Chris, Christmas morning. What's that starting RT? Well, not Brian. Eleven o'clock. I was sitting there talking about in the early the early morning racing show from Cheltenham, yeah. There, there you go. It's it's Christmas come early for Brian O'Leary. Uh, with the, the it, it isn't presents under the tree. It's beer on the breakfast table. So join us tomorrow evening, ten o'clock, for more of the same. 
See you guys. Take oh. care.